0: Welcome to the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Prep High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome into the Pope Prep Weekly Football Coaches Show. I'm Kyle Reynolds, joined by Coach Brian Snead. Coach, two weeks in a row, two wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, two region wins, which gets you to 2 and 1 in the region. Talk about the 41 14 win over Good Pasture. Uh, a very good football team, a very young football team, kind of like us, but a great win on Friday night. There's no such thing as, as a bad win in my book.
1: No, it was, it was a big win. Um, It was much needed for our team for some momentum, um, you know, picking up two region wins in a row. And I think both our offensive and defensive staffs had good plans going into it. Um, You know, you can see from the, we want to establish a run and and kind of throw off of that. And we were able to do that. And and defensively uh, we want to to slow down their, their run rushing attack. Uh, We knew they were going to be heavy run just like we are and, and make them earn it down the field and and try to make plays to the passing games. And we were able to control that. So, you know, Coach Carpenter, our defensive coordinator, and Coach Park, our offensive coordinator, I thought did a great job. And, you know, obviously our players, you know, executing the plays. Um, you know, we talked about grading our, our week of practice last week, and uh, they did a good job with um, the preparation, and that showed up on Fridays, which is, which is always what you want.
0: Elijah Rob averaged almost nine yards mm-hmm. a carry mm-hmm. Friday night. 30 carries, 272 yards, five touchdowns, 38 mm-hmm. yards is a long, Talk a little bit about what that young man is doing, because I believe he is over uh close to eight hundred yards on the season halfway through the season,
1: yeah, so he's uh you know we knew from day one he's going to be a big part of our offense um i don't think anyone was expecting him to have quite the day that he had, so that was fun to watch and and you could just tell he was he was running what we say downhill i mean he's running hard um, he's he's running over second level third level defenders he's making guys miss. Uh, I thought our offensive line did a great job of kind of giving him space to kind of get down uh the field um and to be able to put in uh you know put in the end zone five times is 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 pretty incredible and uh you know regardless of a region opponent or not I mean that's uh that's a hard task to do and um so it was fun it was fun to watch him succeed like that and our team succeed uh, on on homecoming and in front of a you know a good crowd and a team right down the road so it was a it was a fun atmosphere all the way around and then the freshman,
0: Hudson Holman, another great performance, 11 of 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's completing almost 70% of his passes on the season. But 11 of 13, 133 yards in the score. Talk a little bit, again, we talk every week about his progression, but talk about where he is halfway through the season.
1: Yeah, he's starting to understand what we are wanting uh, offensively. He's, he's understanding that – you know we're setting up the run uh, or running the ball to, to set up the pass and and when we need to take advantage of of the passing situations um you know he had a a good ball down the sideline to Hudson Curley and uh through some some good screen passes and um you know i think he's he's playing within the system he's not trying to do too much he's doing what we're asking him to do um and that's why he's being efficient you know when you can run the ball for 270 yards and five touchdowns you're going to set up uh, plays in the passing game and and to be able to take advantage of those is, is what you know good teams do and, and we're trying to we're trying to be a good team and and he is staying calm um, and being consistent right now um, you know early in the season you know a couple interceptions that went for touchdowns and um, you know he never really got rattled from that he's just continuing to learn and get better.
0: You're a defensive coach, mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball. It's got to excite you when you see double digit. <clears throat> Tacklers on the night, Kyron Coleman, twelve tackles, one tackle for loss. J.J. Lynch, eleven tackles. Talk a little bit about the performance of those guys and what you saw on Friday night.
1: Yeah, so our, our defense as a whole did a great job of of, of just getting to the football. Um, we're, we're tackling better than we did the first couple games of the season. That's been a point of emphasis in our practices. Um, Coach Carpenter's made sure that we're continuing to improve uh, in our in our tackling, and that again showing up on Friday. Um, Kyron. And J.J., both being sophomores, um, being our, our two top tacklers for the game, um, it just shows you how they are uh, wanting and willing to take coaching points and, and continue to improve uh, week in and week out. So, you know, our team is, is still not playing uh, to the, the level uh, that I think is reaching our, our ultimate potential. We want to keep getting better every week, and we've seen progression the last few weeks. But when you have, um, you know, Kyron coming downhill and, and making tackles, uh, a couple for a loss, and then JJ's a safety. Um, sometimes it's hard to get safeties to come downhill and and the tackle. And and in order to stop the run, we've talked, you know, a, a couple times the last few weeks of getting numbers in the box. You have to include your secondary players, um, especially against running teams. They have to be able to come down, and be willing to make a tackle, and. And J.J.'s probably our smallest guy on defense, mm-hmm. but he's, he's willing to stick his nose in there and, and do the things we're asking him to do. Midseason, it always feels weird to say it. We've passed
0: the five game mark now. Uh, mm-hmm. Still feels early. Still feels like we just sat down and started our first show. Who are some of the guys that have surprised you in a good way this year? Uh, some of the young guys who've not. You know, you, you had to count on, but you didn't know what you were going to get until they, the lights turned on. We knew what we were going to get from Elijah Robb. But mm-hmm. talk a little bit about some of those guys who, who have shown up for you so far this year that you're pleased with.
1: Well, a couple of young guys up front for us has been Carter Taylor, our, our center, who's a mm-hmm. sophomore, and, and Jarius Jones, also a sophomore. I mean, those guys have, you know, just like a lot of our guys, continuing to get better. Um, but you're seeing it in the stat book, not under their names, but under Mm -hmm. Elijah's name or whoever's running the football. So, um, you know, they're doing a good job. Coach Montgomery, our offensive line coach, has has done a great job of kind of getting our offensive line to to mesh together um, to get them to understand, you know, what we want, how to communicate, how to come off the ball firing off hard, and and, uh, they're doing a good job moving people around up front to give Elijah the running room um you know defensively we talked a little bit about JJ Lynch um you know last year was a guy that in our JV games was making a lot of plays um and so we said you know is, is this going to be a guy that's going to be able to help mm-hmm. us this early as a sophomore it turns out he has he recovered a fumble double digit tackles this past game um but then one of our one of our upperclassmen uh, Evan Nassari a junior we talked about him last week as being a, a fifth captain and um you know, even from the start of the, the season, you know, struggled, really struggled tackling. We talked about our secondary coming in and, and adding that plus one in the box and, you know, he, he had missed tackles, he, he knows our defense um and just really struggled with that, but continue to take coaching points, continue to, to work before or after practice on his footwork. Um and and, and honestly he's become one of our, our most confident tacklers over the past two or three weeks, uh which is which is exciting. And one of the things and we're gonna break down plays or we you
0: are going to break down plays but each week, when you look ahead to opponents, and it's one of the cool things that we do, and you talk about what the opponent likes to do, um, are there any, ever any surprises when you go after, certainly after week one, or is it pretty much what you expect and what the kids should expect, and then it just comes down to the players out there executing what you've coached them up to do?
1: Yeah, I'd say probably 80-90% of to the, of the game is, is what we've expected, what we've seen on film um every team usually throws a wrinkle in there here or there or has a backup plan if you know if their if their defense isn't stopping us or their offense isn't moving the ball they'll they'll start trying to to change things a little bit and see if they can you know find some areas uh different ways but for the most part it comes down to you know who's going to execute your base offense and your base defense the best um the things that you've been running usually when you are more confident uh in your base offense base defense the players play a little bit faster they play a little bit harder there's less thinking going on it's just it's now become habit to them um so that's usually what coaches uh stick with mostly you know good pastor did throw a little bit of um a different look to us that we hadn't seen on the defensive front from them um and and, you know our offensive staff did a good job adjusting i think we'll see a play um you know when we break it down here in a second of kind of how we adjusted to that and um, but yeah, it's always a little bit of a chess match, um, you know, going into it, but usually I'd say it's, it's, it's typically what we see on film with a wrinkle here or there.
0: Well, let's step over and look at some plays from the 41-14 victory on Friday night.
1: So we'll look at a couple of offensive plays from our, our win over good pasture last week. So this is uh, one of our touchdown runs here. Uh, we're in the red zone and this is one of the adjustments that uh, Good Pasture had for us. Usually there are four down front. They have four defensive linemen, uh, three linebackers. So what we had been doing earlier in the game, we were pulling a bunch of linemen. We are pulling uh, both guards uh, and, and getting to the edge here and letting Elijah kind of run. Um, so right now what they've done is they've gone to a five-man defensive front so that we w- we're not able to pull both guards. So what uh, Coach Carpenter and our, our offensive line coach, Coach Montgomery, uh, decided what would, would be a good counter to, to their counter would be to, to run this play right here. Um, so what we're going to do is instead of pulling both guards, we're going to block back everybody. Everyone's going to block back, and we're just going to pull this backside guard, Will Johnson, right here. So we're going to have an off block. Everyone's going to off block here. Our tight is going to off block. Will is going to pull and try to kick out the, uh, the, the last defensive lineman, um, which he slants in. So it's going to be this linebacker right here. He's going to try to kick him out, um, which he does a good job of. We're going to, He's going to get to that outside shoulder. Usually we try to kick him out and get upfield. You see our tight end wrapping right there for the linebacker. So we had a hat for a hat. Um, and Elijah makes a good read right here, bounces outside, and is able to, you know, again, put his shoulder down, get into the end zone, hard physical run right there. And that's what we want from our offensive line. That's what we want from our running back right there. Getting in the end zone, running hard. So later in the game we have a, a second and one right here um, you know usually second and one you're expecting to pick up the first down um, you know whether by your run game so you know this is a, an area where most offensive coordinators like to take a shot just to see if we can we can get something over the top um, so we have a vertical play call here right here where our receivers are just running vertical routes so our quarterback is looking at the secondary Up top, you got two receivers and and three defensive players, so that's probably not a good area to throw to. You see this uh, free safety kind of cheating inside the hash right here, so he's probably going to be a middle-of-the-field player. Um, So while Hudson is looking at all of that, we see just a one-on-one matchup down here, expecting this free safety to be in the middle of the field just from game plan and then where his alignment is inside the hash. So we're going to take a shot uh, with with Hudson Holman down here to Hudson Curley. Hudson Curley does a good job of, of kind of Speed releasing out there is a great ball thrown by, by Hudson-Holman, um, you know, just, just short of the end zone. Uh, puts it perfectly on his outside shoulder, you know, and is able to set us up for another score. All right, defensively, you know, we came into the game plan, wanted to stop the run. Um, this is, a, this is a, a good play call here. Um, and really just well executed by our, our front, uh, our defensive line, our linebackers. Um, so we've seen this, this play before. We're kind of bringing a run blitz from the backside right here and we're angling our defensive lineman to the right, our defensive right. Um, so I want to take a look right here at Connor Lynn, our defensive end. So he's angling to his right. He steps down, and he sees a pulling guard coming, coming to him. So he wants to step back down and what we call box that pull. So he's going to box that pull, make the running back cut up inside for the rest of the guys to, to make a tackle. Um, the running back doesn't cut up inside, so he's able to, Connor's able to, to get in on that tackle. The other thing too we teach is you know, when we angle, we're not just angling to gaps, we're gonna angle and try to beat the offensive lineman that's trying to block us. So our nose, you can't see behind the center right here, does a great job of crossing the face of this guard. And then our other end does a great job of crossing the face of the, uh, of the center there. So we're able to cross face, it makes it hard on the offensive line to, to block us when we're moving like this. That's why we like to uh, add in movement to our defensive calls. You know, and all of this starts working together, we're, we're able to, to make a tackle for a loss right there. You know, and then, you know, like we mentioned before, once we stop the run game, we're going to see if, uh, if if our opponents are able to make plays in the passing game. Uh, Caleb Halleck down here does a good job. We're disguising one-on-one coverage right here as far as a press coverage look. Um, so he's, he's looking like he's pressed, similar to, to what we saw uh, on our play from uh, Hudson Holman passing to Hudson Curley. So, this quarterback's expecting he's going to have a good matchup right here. Um, Caleb disguises it well toward now where he starts bailing. So, we're taking away the deep throw first. So, it looks like the deep throw is going to be there just by his alignment. Right before the snap, we start bailing to make sure that we stay on top of the deep throw. And then Caleb does a good job keeping his eyes on the ball once he's in in-face position right there on the receiver. And is ended up getting a, a big interception to kind of give us some momentum back in that second quarter. So that was a good job by him, guys getting excited. Uh, Again, big momentum swing right there.
0: Thanks a lot, Coach. Now we're going to sit down with Nina Halichel who will visit with Kyron Coleman who had, I believe, 12 tackles. Was that that the those 12 tackles on Friday night? Take it away, Nina.
2: I'm here with Kyron Coleman, our Student Athlete of the Week. Kyron had 12 tackles and one for a loss. Kyron, tell me about your big game on defense this past Friday.
3: Um I think it was overall a pretty good performance for the defense. Um we made a few mistakes, but we you know, we cleaned it up halftime uh and we you know, we kept fighting. Um no matter what the score was, we just you know, kept it up all game.
2: Can you talk about the importance of film study?
3: Um film is important because um we have to, you know, look into our opponents uh like, we have to, you know, figure out their schemes, figure out um, what what plays we need to run and what's best for our defense against their offense, so stuff like that.
2: And who do you try to model your game after?
3: Um, I would say I model my game after Vontaze Burfecht, whenever he was with uh, Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Now it's time for some rapid-fire questions. Kyron, what was the last show you binged?
3: Uh, Suits on Netflix.
2: That's a good one. Okay, what is your go-to meal after a big game?
3: I usually get like pizza or wings.
2: Okay, and what is your dream college to attend?
3: Uh, the Ohio State University.
2: And what is your hype song before a big game?
3: Um, Bullseye 2 by Boston Ritchie.
1: So Klassen Group Realtors,
0: we're a small niche shop, and um, you know, we help people buy and sell their
1: properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist all I do is help people find their next perfect home and I'm in homes every day uh, if I'm not showing then I'm previewing
0: so I know what's out there on the market uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Klaus and Realty was amazing uh, it was very much a family environment very professional it was incredible I feel like we made friends for life so if you
1: uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is realtors.com.
2: It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal.
0: Hey, I can hold my liquor. I could hold my liquor.
4: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. So a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full-encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50-plus different pests, and we'll always have your back.
0: Welcome back, Coach. Back out on the road this week and what is going to be what I'll call a true road game, uh, heading to Davidson Academy. Mm-hmm historically been a really good football team they're five and oh one and zero right now in the uh, in the region this is the start of three straight road games for you talk a little bit about expectations on Friday night and uh what you're looking for
1: well we're I mean we're we're trying to obs- obsess over improvement so we talked about to our team about continually to improve not being satisfied and know we had a you know a good win last week but we we have some some things that we need to keep getting better at um and, uh, you know, there's always distractions when you go on the road. Uh, it's a little bit different environment. Um, locker room is different. You know, the the setup is different. The How you do your pregame is slightly different than what you do at home. So, you know, just managing those expectations and making sure that our guys understand, like, you know, stay focused on, on what you're there to do and play a football game and, and play clean and, and continue to, uh, you know, stay locked in on those things and not worry about all the things out of your control but only worry about the things that are within your control.
0: And it's a place that's not familiar to a lot of our guys because they haven't been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, previously when we would go to MBA you kinda knew what to expect in these different schools. So it's nice to have them back, you know, kinda on the schedule here and, and get this opportunity on Friday night. What are you expecting to see out of this Davidson Academy team who's off to a really good start this season?
1: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try to throw it around. So it's a little bit different than some of the teams that we've played uh, to start the year. Everyone that we've played has really been, you know, emphasizing heavy on the run game first and, and throw off of it. Their, you know, their top formation is is trips and spread two by two, and they're gonna, they got a, a really good quarterback that's gonna throw it around in space and, and see if we can tackle out in the open field. Um, you know, defensively, they're, they they kind of do what what they do with a four down front and mix in cover three, cover one. Um, They got some, I think their defensive linemen and linebackers are are really good, and they do a good job of kind of um, trying to counterattack the run game with how they squeeze and scrape their linebackers. Um, So, you know, they're going to try to, you know, throw it over the top of us and and try to shut down our run game. And, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for our defense, uh, seeing a team that way. So, uh, you know, we've we've been working hard all week to to make sure that we are, are ready for that attack.
0: Well, let's step over and check out the video board. We're going to break down some plays here and see what they have to offer for uh, Friday night.
1: All right, we're going to take a look at uh, at Davidson Academy. Um, they, you know, good start to their season. They're five and zero. They're undefeated in the in the region as well. And um, so this is their this is their defense here in the white. You know, they're a four down front team, which we've seen quite a bit this season. And they'll they'll kind of mix up between a four two. With just two linebackers in the box and, and a couple high safeties, or in this look, uh, they're playing a four-four where they're going to roll down a safety and have four across and their linebackers right there. Um, so this is a formation we we run a lot. This is Davidson playing against Lincoln County. Um, so when we're game planning, we like to look at teams that have run our similar formations, similar plays, and, and just try to figure out what Davidson is doing. Um, same play that we run and that we've seen, you know, a few weeks in a row. This is a counter play where they have a pulling guard and the tight end is also pulling. Um, and Davidson does a good job right here. They like to squeeze. We talked about how, you know, our defensive end boxed the play where we kind of force that running back back inside. You know, Davidson's defense likes to squeeze the pool right here. He's going to squeeze tight, kind of make that thing spill out to unblocked linebackers. Um, I think the 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 strength of their their defense is their front four and the, and their linebackers. so we gotta be ready and prepare for the the squeeze when we pull our our guards and and get our guys uh, our running back running downhill hard right there uh, in the secondary, they're usually a one high team so they'll play mostly cover three um, and and some cover one um, so again, you know area, different areas of the field to attack based on their coverages but but no one when teams are one high. Usually teams are a one high team when they wanna bring extra guys down the box to stop the run. Offensively, this is one of their favorite formations. We call this just trips where they got three receivers spread out to the, uh, to the field here, one receiver backside. So no tight ends in the game right here. We call this just 10 personnel. 10 personnel means there's one running back and no tight ends. Uh, this is usually a, a heavy passing formation. Uh, so what Davidson's gonna do here? They got two plays called actually. Uh, so they have a run play called up inside here. Uh, we call this a counter tray where they're gonna pull both their their guard and their tackle. And then they also have a bubble route called out here. And uh, you know the quarterback just decides which which play to run based on uh, the the numbers. So um, you know we look at the numbers in the box versus the numbers who's out here defending. Um, you know on those trips they got three out here. You know, so two to block one, and this guy's really tight. So anytime that linebacker's is going to be in tight, they're going to s- kind of spread that ball out and uh, and throw that out on the bubble route, and just see if they can get some some yards in space right there on the blocking. Um, if you start spreading out to try to take that away, uh, what you'll see is they'll just hand the ball off to the running back right here and uh, and play this this run game. Um, so we got to make sure that we do a good job of of you know. How are we going to line up? How are we going to disguise? How are we going to, to make that read unclear for the quarterback? And then obviously we've got to be able to tackle in space and, uh, and stop their athletes you know, as they get the ball out, out, out on the field. So should be a good, uh, exciting game. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously our team's looking forward to, to, to playing a team that, that's gotten off to a great start, and it should be a good opportunity for us.
0: Thank you, Coach. Now Nina Habischel is going to sit down with Director of Advancement. Michelle Barber to talk about the Celebration 2023 coming up on October 28th here at the school.
2: Thank you, Mr. Reynolds. I'm here now with Miss Barber. Miss Barber, you have your annual celebration this upcoming October 28th.
5: Tell me a little bit about it. Thank you, Nina. We are very excited to be hosting our annual celebration 2023 here on campus on October the 28th. It is a 21 plus event, so we hope all of our parents, alumni, alumni parents. All of your family and friends will join us here on campus for a fun-filled night of fellowship gaming some great food and a really great time will be had by all can you talk about the entertainment that's going to be there we have a great lineup that night of a live band music city sounds will be playing for us a live band lots of great music They cover all the 80s, 90s, and into current music, all different genres. So we plan on really dancing the night away. We also are going to have an awesome amount of gaming that night under the Cindy and Terry Wallace family midway, where we'll have glow golf we will also be offering casino gaming with fake money and as you play the gaming throughout the night you can collect your fake funds and we will also be offering some live auction items that night to play with the fake money and we'll also have an awesome amount of live auction items and we'll play for real money on those and if someone wants to sponsor how did they go about that? We are really excited to share that we have a long list of sponsors and we hope those of you watching tonight will also feel like joining that long list of sponsorships. We are so appreciative of the Isaacson family and Serpro, who is our presenting sponsor. The Wallace family, who is our Midway sponsor. But it takes a lot of sponsorships to pull off such an extravagant night and we would appreciate anyone who's interested to contact the Advancement Office and learn more about sponsorship opportunities. How does someone get tickets? You can go to the school website or give me a buzz and I'll direct you to our ticket sales. Sounds fantastic. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike?
1: So Claussen Group Realtors, we're
0: a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties.
1: We're involved with people when they buy and sell, uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist, all I do is help people find their next perfect home.
0: And I'm in homes every day, uh, if I'm not showing then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Claussen Realty was amazing. Uh, It was very much a family environment, it was very professional, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh,
1: need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is realtors.com.
4: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, That's from taking care of your pests to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. To a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full-encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50-plus different pests. And we'll always have your back.
0: Thank you, Nina. Coach, good luck. We're at Davidson Academy this Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. Good luck. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Steve. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Lawson Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.